This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to How To Money, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. In each episode, your host, Kate Campbell, brings in a variety of guests to explore everything from buying shares to starting your own business, all with the aim of kickstarting your personal finance journey. Just a quick reminder that everything we cover in this podcast is for financial education purposes only, and we are not giving you any advice. If you do want advice, please seek the help of a qualified and competent professional and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. This episode was kindly supported by eTax Accountants, Australia's favourite online tax agent. eTax is a company that I've personally used for the last few years to complete my tax returns online with live assistance from qualified accountants and definitely no chatbots in sight. Some of their unique features include a live tax refund calculator and deduction tips based on your job to help boost your tax return. So sort out your taxes today by heading to etax.com.au. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for joining us on the How To Money podcast today. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get started, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your company, Goodman's. Yeah, of course. I'll start with Goodman's. It is, I guess, it's me and everything about me kind of wrapped into a business in a lot of ways. So Goodman's is an ethical investment company for all intents and purposes. And what we do is we build tools that focus on helping individuals, but also financial advisors engage with responsible and ethical investing. Particularly to date, we've really, really been focusing on young, millennial and ethically minded investors and helping them Gauge with investing and for us doing that with a lead of sustainability and responsibility. My background is actually in wealth management and financial planning. So I spent, terrifying as it is, almost 17 years now kind of working in that industry. And as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from the UK originally. So I kind of started my career in my early 20s when I came out of uni and then moved to Australia a little bit over 12 years ago now. The majority of my time has really been spent working in wealth management and private banking. And so for what that really means is it's about giving advice to high net wealth individuals. You've probably seen some pretty interesting things over that time. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) it's a really funny comparison between two countries, especially, you know, coming up from England and dealing in that really high wealth space. Mm. A lot of the money that you come across is old money. It's inherited. It's intergenerational money. But when you come to Australia, because it's obviously such a, you know, a relatively young country, but it's also such a mass affluent country as well, it's so surprising where 
kind of wealth comes from and I guess the evenness of the playing field of, you know, who is wealthy and who needs advice and who needs support, you know, well, that comes from the guy who runs a business that, you know, makes cement to the, you know, top partner at a law firm, to the person who founded their own tech company, to the sports star. You know, it's this amazing kind of melting pot of people who are all equal in every sense of the word and all have their own kind of needs at the same time. So, yeah, it's a really interesting place to be and to work. Mm, and this, all this experience sort of led you to starting Goodman's, did it? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess from my perspective, towards the end of my career, as in my corporate career before I set out <laughs> to found Goodman's, that's probably the good kind of cutting line between the two. I actually moved out of wealth management and out of client-facing roles. And I moved into, I guess, in the kind of industry sector, more determined as kind of strategic and product roles. So actually, for the company I was working for before I left to found Goodman's, I actually set up and created an insights proposition for the bank, which was essentially learning about who our customers were in much, much greater detail so that our client-facing advisors could be better equipped to respond to their needs, but also be proactive with what their needs will be in the future. And that really sits around this concept of going, you know, advisors should be able to grow with their clients, but they should also know where their clients are kind of headed, what trajectory they're on. And then I also worked in some product areas within the business as well, which is around building and releasing new product. And it was those things that really started to come together for me as an individual, which led me to stepping out to found Goodman. So, you know, I'd obviously had this client-facing experience. I'd moved into this kind of strategic and product-facing experience. But then from my perspective, I had this kind of very personal epiphany around kind of sustainability and impact investing. And the importance of that to me as an individual, but what I saw and my co-founder saw is the importance of that in the kind of the future world of investing and the rise of this movement around sustainability. And those things together led us to go, well, let's have a crack at this. And we found a Goodman's back in early 2017. Yeah? So it's been going, you know, a good couple of years. Yeah. And I think what drew me to looking at Goodman's in further detail is it actually allows people to start with, I think it was just $50. That's absolutely right. So, you know, I talk about Goodman's as being this piece around sustainable and responsible investing, but, you know, we recognize that it's still investing. And so we've done some really important things within the product to make it really accessible for everyone because we know that investing is one, scary, and two, it's often quite expensive. Yeah. And so we tackled that big one around price first. And price kind of sits in two ways it's kind of how do you pay for it? What does it cost you? Also, what's the cost to enter and to get involved? So we offer something called fractional investing or fractional trading, which basically means that you can start investing with $1, which is a fantastic kind of evolution of what we can do with investing. And so, you know, to put that into context, you know, if you wanted to buy, I don't know, let's say you wanted to buy Google stock or a Tesla stock, they're in the range of kind of 300-ish Aussie dollars. If you don't have 300 bucks, but you want to start investing, you don't really have a lot of places to go. So with fractional investing, you can basically buy $1 worth of Tesla or $1 worth of Google, and you own that fraction of that share in your own name. It's, it's absolutely your share. You even get dividends on that fraction of the share that you own, and it's your first ever purchase, and you're away. And we found it such a fantastic opportunity, for particularly for newbies, to kind of get in and get involved and go, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a crack at this. And 
I'm not going to risk $300 on my first go because I might not know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm going to have a go at 10 bucks. Mm. They dip the toe in and once they're happy, then they start to get a bit more confident and they learn and they start to invest more and more. And that's probably like a big difference because most of the large Australian brokers, you can only usually get started with minimum maybe $500, $1,000. Oh, at least, yeah. absolutely. And so you're looking at the US shares, which is where you can actually do fractional investing. Yes, correct. And we made that decision based on this understanding that in order to help people get involved, you know, and when I talk about people, I generally talk about younger investors who've never engaged before or older people who have previously felt kind of disenfranchised by investing because it's felt very complicated and jargon orientated and expensive. We felt that it was so important to be able to offer this easy access and this concept of being able to reduce your, I guess, your risk in a lot of ways was so important that it meant that we wanted to offer international investments that are available through the US where you can do fractional trading at the small sacrifice of you can't access Australian stocks right now. Mm. And there's plenty of stuff on the US stock markets and you can get exchange traded funds which give you a diversified portfolio anyway. Absolutely. And so on Goodman's, we've got Two and a half thousand international companies and ETFs, all of which you can access and start investing in, you know, as we say, with that little as as one dollar to get going. Yeah. So what are the costs for investors to use Goodman's? So again, this is another really big area for us. We talk about traditional platforms and traditional means of investing, usually extremely expensive and usually percentage based. Now, those two things in combination often mean the costs start to get out of control and it's also not very well understood. So what we've done again is we try to be very, very simple and very transparent, but also, I guess, match what people usually expect now in their kind of lifestyle app. So if you use Netflix or Spotify or even a dating app. <laughs> and so what we do is we actually run subscription models and we also have a, a straight single cost pay-as-you-go model. And so the subscription models start at 13 bucks a month or you can pay 150 bucks per year. And that basically means you get in and you can trade as much as you want. And so for our more, I guess, engaged and more experienced investors, that's a very, very low cost. And you know mm-hmm. what that looks like is we've got investors trading 20 to 50 times a month and they're not paying any additional fees each time they trade. For newer investors or ones who are trading less regularly, the pay-as-you-go plan is really a great opportunity. It costs three bucks per trade, and that is it. And it's simply you pay three dollars and you buy your share. Whether that's spending ten bucks or spending a million dollars, it's three dollars. Wow! Um, so very, very low cost. Have you had a million dollar share purchase on your platform? We have actually. Yes. Wow! And just three dollars. Yep, they were very, very happy. <laughs> I could imagine that would cost significantly more in Australia, especially for the, an overseas purchase. For an overseas purchase, with their usual fees, they would have paid somewhere in the range of $5,000 probably to make that purchase. Wow, so <laughs> they'd definitely be very happy about that. Absolutely. Yeah, so one of the things is when you're getting started with investing, it is pretty overwhelming with the amount of stocks. And I think you said your platform has over 2,000 different international shares and ETFs on there. So if someone wants to get started buying their very first stock and they went on to Goodman's, like, where would you go? Like, How would you work out where to get started? So that is really the biggest problem with all investing, whether you're experienced or a complete novice. It's where do you start? Mm-hmm. 
And that is a really fundamental piece of the Goodman's technology and the way that the Goodman's process works. And so we help in a couple of ways to answer that question. The first thing that we do is we have matching technology, which creates a profile around each individual investor, partly through a questionnaire that we ask you to complete as you get into the app, but partly the use of some big data that we have. So, you know, we go, for example, use me as an example, Tom, Sydney, nearly 40, terrifyingly. (laughs) What do people like him like? And what does his profile say that he likes? Using those pieces of information, we then serve up a set of matches, which we think each investor wants to start looking at. Depending on the investor, that will range somewhere between 30 to 100 stocks. Now, straight away, we've kind of condensed down that universe of going, it's no longer two and a half thousand. We think your starting point should be, you know, within this kind of 30 to 50 range. Mm. If that's still a little bit much for people, we also then categorize everything. So if people have an idea or an understanding of things that they want to start looking at, you know, whether it's, I don't know, let's say it's electric vehicles. They're really interested in electric vehicles. They think that's the future of car technology and that's where they want to start. You either go to the category, which is electric vehicles, or you could simply type it in our search and go electric vehicles and we'd list out all the companies that are linked to that. And you'll see within our app, you'll see some kind of 15 to 20 results. And that can be your starting point. And you can use those searching categorizing functions pretty much for anything that you want. And obviously with our product, with Goodman's, it's very much centered around sustainability and ethics. And so for us, that means environmental concerns and issues, both negative and positive, community development, diversity, but also business ethics and how transparent and accountable the companies Mm. are. And so we use those things to make it easier for people. Yeah, and that's quite a different way to actually narrow down your investment universe because most brokers are just doing it based on market cap or different ratios and things like that. So it's quite a different way of looking at it. Absolutely. We show that information as well. You know, this is still investing. There is still that element of going, you need to understand performance. You need to understand some of the key fundamentals of whether it's a good investment or not. And we help you learn some of those things along the way. We show you that information and we help you compare things so that it becomes as easy as it can be. But ultimately, what we wanted to do was change the narrative of what investing should be, particularly for people who are not you know, professional day traders, all of that is jargon, you know, Mm. ratios are meaningless to a lot of people, you know, even understanding what your or determining what your investment horizon is, it's a meaningless thing for most people. But what we found was, and particularly with this kind of generational shift and what sustainability means is what we found was if we can tie the conversation around what investing means to what's important to you, then you can much, much more quickly get to a set of investments that you might want to start looking at. Mm. Again, to give an example of that, like if you, you know, we talked about electric vehicles, but let's say if it's, you're a really strong environmentalist and you want to see the planet protected, you realizing the impacts of climate change. So you only want to invest in companies that are focusing on renewable energies and companies that are having zero or very limited impact on the environment around us you'll find companies in Goodman's that match that profile and that set of things. And that can be your starting point. So it's a completely different way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I often find some of the really, all the technical stuff can really overwhelm someone getting started and just sort of make it put investing in the too hard basket. So it's good that you can see all of that information when necessary, but you can also have a look at the bigger picture about the company and where it's going and 
I was really interested to hear about some of the other filters that you provide in your questionnaire to narrow down the search. Yeah, so we really wanted to start with the positives. We think that's a really important part. You know, again, to your point, Kate, you just said investing can be scary. People are often coming to it going, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah. And so we started with the positives. And the positives are things that, from a sustainability perspective, the things that you really care about and the things that you want to see a real impact on. And so for us, that ranges across 10 different things, focusing in kind of big buckets. Those big buckets are environmental and conservation issues. So is it things that you're really positive about? You want to see a positive impact on planet protection and conservation of the local and natural environments. We also talk a lot in detail around diversity and equality. And so picking positive choices around things are going, I want to have a positive impact on community development. I want to have a positive impact on diversity. I want to have a positive impact on social justice. And then lastly, this big area that we also talk about, which is very important when it comes to investing, is this concept of ethics. How transparent is a company? How honest is a company? And I think that's very important for people these days. And so we allow choices of going, you know, what are those things that are really important to you? Is it that you only want to look at companies that say they're transparent and act on those beliefs? On the other side of things, we also deal with what we would term as the kind of the negatives or the exclusions. Mm -hmm. And so we have 20 filters on that side, which really allow individuals to start personalizing, filtering out the things that they don't want to see. And, you know, this ranges from fossil fuels. I want to completely avoid fossil fuels to slave labor to more societal focused issues like gambling or alcohol or one that's increasingly kind of popular these days is predatory lending. You know, people wanting to avoid companies that are taking advantage of people from kind of extremely high interest rates. It also scales all the way down to kind of things that are maybe only important for a fraction of people, you know, the production of GM crops, issues around nuclear, animal protection and animal rights, for example. And so what you're doing as an individual is you're building up this kind of set of this companies based and investments based around this profile of going, I want to have a really positive impact on one hand, but I also have my absolute no-goes on the other hand. And what that does is it allows us to filter now companies that we go, we think you're going to want to see this and this should be your starting point. Mm. I find that's quite interesting because a lot of ethical ETFs, they're just sort of done by this overall filter, whatever's set up by the company. But when it comes to investing, everyone's definition of ethics and what they think is ethical and not ethical is so different. So having a filter that you can personally pick what you want to support and what you want to exclude would be really beneficial. 100%. And it's this idea of personalization. Personalization, particularly when it comes to sustainability, is incredibly important. As you say, Kate, what I consider to be ethical and sustainable may be completely different from what you do. And even if we shared very similar values, we may have very different priorities. So you may think some things are more important than others, which would be different from how I look at things. So being able to condense that down and basically allow people to build their own portfolios based on their own values is hugely important, particularly when you do start to look at some managed funds and some ETFs which have ethical screens, you would often be surprised by some of the companies that are within those funds. That leaves people with often quite a sour taste. Mm. You know, examples of that are 
you know, things like Johnson & Johnson, that will make it into the majority of ethical funds because they do a lot of reporting around sustainability. But on the other hand, you can say they're wholly responsible for the opioid crisis and they are also a key influence on the amount of plastic that is produced every year. And so most people wouldn't say that that is a sustainable or an ethical company. Mm. And so the ability to individually go, I don't want that company, is really, really important. So one of the other great features that Goodman's actually provides is a practice version that people can use to dip their feet into the water before starting, which is pretty cool, especially for young people trying investing for the very first time and not quite sure how it all works, to actually be able to give it a go with, I think you had fake money. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, this really speaks to a couple of things that we're trying to do from a Goodman's perspective as a business, but also obviously within the product. So we've already talked about the matching being this great way to kind of condense that universe and get in and make it easy. We've talked about this idea of fractional trading, you know, so you can start with $1, but we've also taken it a few steps further. So we also offer, as you say, Kate, a practice mode where you get $10,000 of fake money to start trading with. And that practice mode works in exactly the same way as the real mode. The only difference is you're not using real money. So it's this great opportunity to get in, to start spending money, to start picking investments, to start buying and selling them and seeing how they go without any risk to you financially. And we actually see a lot of our customers start that way with Goodman. So they come in and, you know, for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, they simply use the the practice mode. You know, they learn as they go. They see what they've done really well and they see where they could probably do a little bit better on some of their decisions. Or maybe it's a company they invested in and decided they didn't like it. They've kind of learned all these things without the kind of financial risk to themselves. And then once they're comfortable, they then start getting in and moving into starting investing for real with real money. Mm, And it gives you a little bit of an indication how you'd feel when your money goes up or your money goes down and how you react. Absolutely. And it's this idea of going, you know, you can start to see the waves of what investment really is. Often when you invest through a fund or an ETF, you get quite a sanitized view. You know, you get your annual report and it goes, it's gone up or it's gone down and there's kind of very little visibility as to why or understanding. Because we're talking about shares and individual investing and because we show performance, you know, right down to the day all the way up to kind of the lifetime of that investment, however long you hold it, you get to see and understand how these companies are evolving with what's going on in the market, what they're doing based on their company's public announcements, but also what's going on in the world around them. Those are really important lessons to learn around investing. You know, you'll see stock markets go up and down with the news, you know, for example, Trump talking about China, that will have an impact on your investments and learning to see these things and the timing of these things and the influence of these things is a really important part of what investing is. Being able to do that in a safe place is, you know, we think fantastic for people. Mm. And I often find as soon as you've got a bit of skin in the game, even if it's just $50 invested, you start to pay attention a lot more to what's happening in the world around you different events, world events that might affect your investment, you really start getting engaged with um, what's happening. Absolutely you do. And I think what we, you know, we see from our investors and, you know, there are certain lessons that you can learn around investing, which really help manage some of these things. And, you know, there's terminology like dollar cost averaging, which is a really great mindset to have when it comes to investing and going, I've picked a company and I really believe in it in the long term. And so, 
there are two ways that you could approach this. You could go, right, day one, I'm going to pick this company, I'm going to back it, and I'm going to put $1,000 in, for example, and I'm going to ride the investment wave. And some days it'll be up and some days it'll be down, but my hope is in the long term it will be up. The alternative way to do that is to average the amount of money that you put in each month over a longer period of time. So you take that $1,000 and instead you do $110 a month for a year, for example. And what that does, it means sometimes you'll buy it when the stock is very low and sometimes you might buy it when the stock is very high. What you're actually doing is you're evening out and averaging the cost that you're buying into that stock and therefore hopefully improving your performance. Now, the difference of those two things is nobody in investing is a magician. Nobody can get the perfect timing. And so if you're going to go in and go, right, I've got $1,000 to invest in day one, there is a little bit of guesswork there going, I've picked the right day. This is the best perfect time to buy. And it takes very, very skilled people to be able to do that. And so you'll learn that stuff by going through the practice mode and you'll see the difference in your performance of going, well, if I just chuck 10 grand in this investment on the first day, versus doing smaller amounts over time, you'll see different returns and different amounts of performance. Mm. And that's probably why it's a good idea to actually have a play with the practice version first to sort of work out how you want to invest yourself and what works. Absolutely. And I think that, okay, that's a really great way of kind of talking about what investing is for each individual as well. You know, Different people have different styles of investing, but they also have different goals for their investments. You know, There may be some people who really just want to play a short-term stock and go, I think it's really undervalued today. And I think in the next week, something's going to happen. They're going to announce something. It means it's going to go up. and I'm going to buy it today and sell it tomorrow. Traditionally, you know, for the whole part though, most people don't think about investing that way. They go, I'm going to pick a company. This is money that I want to see grow. And I'm going to pick that investment and I want my money to grow over time. And getting an understanding of what those two things and those two styles is quite important. And so we actually also talk about that in another product that we have with Goodman's, which is called the Goodman's Academy. It's a website. It's also an app. And we cover really you know, what we think is the 101 of investing. And it's the real, real, I guess, you know, basics in inverted commas of what investing is. And that covers things from you know, what's a share, what's a stock market, because actually quite a lot of people don't know what that is. People in the industry think that's ingrained knowledge for the public, but it really isn't. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody who's never invested before, they don't really know what a stock is and a stock market is. Terminology is jargon. So we explain all those things. But we also, to the conversation you and I were just having, we also try and explain some of these things as well. So, you know, are you a values investor? Are you a long-term investor? What's the difference between short-term and long-term investing? What's the difference in the markets, you know, whether they're being good and aggressive or if they're being bad and slow and you're going to potentially lose money? And all these terminologies and these ideas of, you know, what sits around investing, we've really tried to translate into normal human language so that people can actually kind of read it and understand it and then play with the practice portfolio and then start getting in for real, you know, as I say, through kind of fractional trading and stuff like that. And a lot of this terminology is important to know, but no one ever really tells you what it all means and what you actually need to know. So having an app that you can go through and learn everything and then try it in practice is really awesome. We think so. And we think it's really important to tie, you know, of course we do, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think it's really important to tie all those things together. We're not the first to provide education around investing. But I think what we are one of the first to do is to translate terminology 
and translate jargon around investing into normal language so that people can learn it without needing a background in finance. And I think, as you say there, Kate, we're also the ones to offer it in conjunction with a safe place for people to learn and to practice. And there's no one else out there that really takes that approach. Mm. You know, and I think that's just kind of who Goodman's is as a business and, you know, certainly who we're trying to be and what we're trying to be with our customers. Yeah, amazing. So if I downloaded Goodman's today and I had a stock I wanted to buy, how long would it take for my money to be invested? So if you're one of those people who is kind of red hot and ready to go, then basically you download the app. So it's available on App Store or Play Store. So it's an iOS or a Google version of the app. And you're going to need some ID because we do have to do full checks on you just to make sure that you are a legitimate human being and you're not <laughs> trying to launder money. And it's very, very simple. So basically you get in, you obviously put in an email address, your name, your date of birth, create your profile so that we can do those matches. We do an ID check on you. And so that's a passport or a driver's license. You just enter it into the app and that's it. We do our checks. And then you're ready to go and your account is set up. And so we actually see investors coming through and creating their account and making their first investment in as little as three or four minutes. So it's very, very, very quick if you're ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll include some links uh, to the Goodman's Academy and the apps in the show notes. So if people are wanting to get started, it's only four minutes away. Yeah, absolutely. Get cracking. No worries. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for coming on the How To Money podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kate. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the How To Money podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send any questions our way via www.howtomoney.online. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus and we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to the How To Money Podcast.